BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. They are going crazy in Michigan as Junior is looking for the checkered flag. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a hell of a guy. He's a guy that, that I look up to. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won the Daytona 500 for the second time. Congrats to Junior. The world is right right now. Dale Jr. just won the Daytona 500. The Motor Racing Network presents Junior's Journey. Every time he comes by, the fans give a hearty cheer and a fist pump as Junior continues to lead. People adore him because he is just such a unique, real, down-to-earth person. I'm just a pilot, man. You know, I just want everybody to be happy. I want to do good. And, and uh, hopefully all of my dad's fans enjoyed this. This is for all them. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Susie Armstrong. Welcome to Junior's Journey, a trek through the life and driving career of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Together we've wandered through Junior's life story on and off the track, his challenges growing up the son of a racing legend, his dominance at NASCAR's biggest circuits, and the transformation from racer to businessman. Today, we dive into his legacy. Junior breaks the draft, dives down to the inside, puts a car length between himself and Tony Stewart. Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads to turn three. Dover on its feet, saluting 23-year-old Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. pulls down to the start-finish line. He will win the 46th running of the Great American Race. No one can argue that Earnhardt has enjoyed a very successful racing career. So as retirement day grows near, Junior finds himself often responding to the omnipresent question, are you satisfied? I, I am. Uh, you know, I get asked that a lot because I don't have a championship and there's, uh, you know, there were a uh, lot of expectations um, coming, into, coming into my career. But I didn't know what I was capable of. I only wanted to be able to make a living as a driver. And what I mean by that is that I didn't want to have, I didn't want to have to, uh, I worked at the dealership, changed oil, was a mechanic and, and did that and progressed through that part of the business. And as it was enjoyable, but it wasn't racing. And I wanted to be able to race well enough to do it for a living and I didn't put any other really expectations or goals out there other than that I just wanted to run well enough to be able to do it for a living I won races that I never thought I'd win and and experienced a lot of things that I never imagined were possible and so it's been far more than I expected out of it um, you know there's so many things that could have happened in not only my career but my dad's career that really changed everything for me uh, so I feel real fortunate. I feel like um, I've, I've really gotten a lot more out of it than I ever anticipated. 
For some, it's easy to intertwine Junior's legacy with that of his father, the late Dale Earnhardt Sr., and rightfully so. But as former DEI crew chief Slugger Labby points out, Junior has crafted his own legacy over the years. Well, you know, you start to think about it. His dad was Dale Earnhardt Sr., the intimidator, the legend. Everyone looked up to him like Richard Petty, you know. Uh, how did Kyle Petty handle it? You know, Dale Jr.'s done a great job, but, uh, you know, Kyle Petty's lucky his dad's still here. Dale Sr. passed away. Dale Jr. got handed the throne of the garage, being famous, winning all the most popular driver votes. That stuff doesn't come easy. You know, that's out of respect, uh, the way you treat people, how do you talk to them. People love Dale Jr. for who he is, not because he's Dale and our senior's kid. Um, he, he's a kid that created his own legacy. He's done well, won races, and, you know, uh, he's just done a lot for our sport, and I hope he sticks around. You know, he owns Junior Motorsports, like we talked about. I hope he gets into radio, TV to keep preaching our sport. But uh, I think Dale Jr. is just going to be remembered as everyone's friend. You know, he's he'll have a beer with you. He'll talk with you. You see him in the motorhome lot. He, he just doesn't ride by in a golf cart and not wave at you. I mean, he's a friendly person that generally cares about a lot of people. And uh, he's done a lot for our sport, and I, I hope he continues to do that. Fellow competitor. Clint Boyer. I think that legacy started long before him, you know, and he carried the flag for that legacy for a long time, um, kept that fan base alive, and it's not on his shoulders to be able to do that. I mean, it's just not. It's always, I've felt it's a little bit unfair for him to have, have that workload on him, but he's done a good job with that. Junior admits that he knew the comparisons between father and son would follow him, but he also knew that people would eventually accept him for the person and driver he was. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew that before I ever got in a car, that that was the likelihood of me going out there and going out there and accomplishing what he did was, was, was not realistic. And I knew that even if I raced, uh, that if I did race, I was going to have to deal with that comparison and being in his shadow a bit uh, but it was worth the challenges that that brought with it uh, the success and the, the fortune and, and the uh, the enjoyment was much much more worth uh, you know dealing with the comparisons and stuff like that and after a while people started seeing me for who I was and then I was realizing that I'm nothing like you know nothing like my dad uh, were two different people, and, and they started kind of appreciating me for who I was and, and, and seeing me differently, so seeing me as a separate person and entity to the Earnhardt legacy. And I've just uh, been proud to try to uphold the name really well and do good things for it, add to that legacy uh, that my father already established and not let my father down or, or uh, let my family down, make everybody proud. One of the astounding aspects of Junior's career has been his massive Fan base. You know, our fans are the most loyal people. I've said that over and over, but it's, I mean, they're just, that's all they are. They're loyal. Part of the enjoyment, it's part of the process of being a fan, you know, being immersed in things that are changing within the team. And, and as you know more and, and, and entrench yourself more in it, you're sort of rooted to it to where you really couldn't change if you wanted to. Like, every year, you hope something is going to happen. It's going to catalyst them to success. And I think that the NASCAR fan experiences the same thing and that's probably maybe that's the draw and the enjoyment in it but they're loyal they're a loyal bunch you know retired crew chief and fox sports analyst larry mcreynolds you know dell earnhardt jr a little bit like richard petty you'd have to look far and wide whether it's within the industry 
or whether it's outside the industry with the fans to find anyone that says anything bad about Dale Earnhardt Jr. I, I can't sit here today and, and remember any incident where I heard a competitor say anything bad about him, and I've certainly never heard a fan say anything bad about him. I, I, and, I, and I think there's a reason, because I don't know if there are any negative things about Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, he races people clean. He races people smart. Uh, he, he never wants to make a difference in a race that he's not uh, one of the factors in maybe determining the outcome of the race. And I just think, you know, we sometimes, I think, take for granted uh, what the fans mean to Dale Earnhardt Jr. We realize he gets tugged on 24-7. Uh, he's under a microscope in everything that he does. It doesn't matter where he goes or what he does, he is under that microscope. But I just think that the fact that the, the way he has raced the competitors over throughout his career and the way he has treated the fans, and, and let's face it, he's, you know, I talked about Richard Petty being uh, the, the face of our sport. There's no question, and I don't think that's going to change or go away, that, that when you look back at the last couple of decades, when you talk to any fan, whether they're a Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan or not, they're probably going to tell you, that he absolutely, and the numbers support it, is the most popular driver in our sport. Quite honestly, I'm not so sure he's not the most popular driver in all of motorsport. In addition to his gargantuan fan support, Junior receives equal respect in the garage. For Carl Edwards, admiration for Junior and Earnhardt's management of his concussion-like symptoms in 2016 helped Edwards make his decision to retire before the 2017 season began. Dale Earnhardt Junior is a hell of a guy. He is a guy that, that I look up to. Um, and we've had our differences, but he's never shied away from telling me exactly how he feels and I think everyone in the sport paid attention to that. And I have a lot of respect for him. And whatever decision he makes, um, you know, I, I back him. I mean, I run that Gadsden flag on my car because I believe people have the right to choose what they think is best. And, and yeah, I, I thought that took a lot for him to, uh, to do that. And I have a lot of admiration for him. Former teammate and fellow driver, Martin Truex Jr. Oh, man, I mean, like, as far as the impact, I mean, uh, you know, there's a... a very high possibility that I wouldn't even be sitting here right now if it wasn't for him giving me an opportunity. He's been uh, he's been a huge part of the reason I'm here. Um, he's been a great friend throughout the years, somebody I really look up to, and, and a great role model for young drivers. And you know, there's just so many things I learned from him, and, and so much I actually owe to him. So um, I'm happy to see that he was able to go out his own way on his own terms. I think you know, as a driver, that's everybody's dream. You know, to not have something or someone make that decision for you so uh, very happy that he was able to you know figure out what he wants where he's headed next and uh, we're obviously going to miss him here at the racetrack but uh, he's been a great competitor to race with he's been a great teammate he's been a great friend over the years and uh, you know most of those things are not going to change but uh, we'll definitely uh, miss him on the racetrack for sure. Sister Kelly Earnhardt Miller foretells that Junior's relatability is what fans will likely remember as his most endearing quality. You know, I think Dale, um, I mean, Dale's just going to go down um, uh, just as, you know, the guy next door. I mean, anybody that talks about Dale, his fans, I mean, they love him because he's just honest, he's real, he's authentic, he's open. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think just, just that character of him um, and the way he, he was just everybody's guy. And they describe my dad like that. You know, my dad was like 
everybody's working man guy. Um, but Dale's just sort of that guy that, you know, you'll hang out and have a beer with or, or whatever um, kind of person. So I think, you know, I think if you if you lined up 10 fans and asked them, they would all have those same words of, you know, he's just real, he's just honest, he's like me, I can sit down and have a beer with him. Um, you know, he cares about people and that kind of thing. So I think that's what he'll be remembered by. Motor Racing Network pit reporter and executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly, concurs, recalling times when Junior would go beyond expectations to please the fans. There's several different things, I think. First and foremost, I think it's the genuine person that he is and how much he, he sincerely cares about those around him. And that's whether it's his fans, whether it's his team, whether it's Rick Hendrick and others. And one of my favorite stories about Dale Jr. that proves to me his genuine concern about the fans is when our induction ceremony in 2016 got snowed out and we had to move it to the next day and the fan appreciation day that Dale was always the signature guy that was going to be there on that Friday when we were rearranging things for Saturday. I get a text out of the blue that says, hey, it's Dale Jr. Want to know what you're hearing from the fans? And we went back and forth, and he asked, did we think about rescheduling it? And we said, no, we don't have but one off weekend left. We didn't think we'd want to be able be able to get people back or impose on people's last weekends off. And uh, he texted back. He said, I can be there next Saturday if you want to do something. So we built an autograph session around Dale Earnhardt Jr. And he said, you know, you can tell others that I'm going to be there if they can join so we had a number of other guys, including Chase Elliott and, and several others that came. But he initiated that. He did not have to do that. But he cares about the fan base, and he sincerely cares about the Hall of Fame because he loves the history of the sport. So I think his genuineness and the fact that he sincerely cares about that fan base and the team around him is his number one legacy. I think the other thing is the success on the racetrack. You know, He's got Hall of Fame numbers, two Bush Series championships, 22, I think, wins there, 26 wins in uh, what's now the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. So I think he's got Hall of Fame numbers and has been very successful uh, in that way. And I think his other legacy is the race team side, the business side of it. Uh, And I think he transcends more than just the racing crowd. He's kind of got that pop culture type approach to him and I think that's one of the things that he's going to bring back to the sport uh, in being involved in television and other things you know think about the day that he announced that he was going to be stepping out of the car we were doing a a thing that morning at the Hall of Fame with Richard Petty wow 25 years after he got out of the race car he's he's still here he's still relevant we had a ton of media turnout, and it was a, a thing with one of his sponsors, Smithfield. So that I think 25 years from now, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is still going to be involved and relevant in giving back to NASCAR. But I think it's going to be with an even different audience, a, a, a transcendental uh, audience as well. Longtime associate Mike Davis. I hope this isn't the case, but right now I haven't been convinced otherwise. I I think he is the last of a dying breed of real men. You know what I'm saying? I I, I hate to say that, but like real, authentic, blue collar, 
And I'll call Dell Jr. Blue Collar. People that will want to debate, they can debate me on that because of uh, what his bank account looks like. I got it. But the fact of the matter is, Dell doesn't even know what's in his bank account. He's the brokest rich guy I've ever met in my life. Dell still needs to borrow money when we go through the Taco Bell drive-thru. Okay? And I am convinced that if he had to do it tomorrow, he could go back and change oil at a dealership and, and be okay with it. Now, the people around him, including maybe myself, uh, we might have a problem with it. But the fact of the matter is, Dale is that humble. And I don't see many like that. I do not see many like that. I don't see drivers that have manners or you know, kids these days mostly. But, uh, you, know, I, you know, I think that that's... Uh, that's going away. I don't know what the new type of driver is. I mean, like, there's, there's certainly, um, you know, they're likable guys. But Dale's, man, he had something about him that, uh, that really people could gravitate towards. And not just fans, but I'm talking about team members. I'm talking about media. Media, they enjoy talking to him. And, you know, there's, there's a certain crop of drivers that people enjoy talking to. And I think that that's sort of evolved over time. Dale made maybe he got better with his interviews over time. But I'm just saying, he, you know, people know that when you talk to Dale, you're getting the truth. You don't ever have to wonder. You don't know, you know, clearly he doesn't operate off talking points, message points, whatever. He really kind of just wears his emotions on his sleeves and um, really tells it like it is. And, and, and it sounds cliche, but honestly, you don't see a whole lot of that anymore. I mean, things start to feel robotic, you know, when you look at a lot of these other things. Corporate sponsorship has really kind of affected the way drivers behave and act, and uh, to be honest with you, Dale's certainly reaped the benefits of corporate sponsorship over the years, no doubt about that, but I don't think it let it, he let it change him. He didn't let it change who the person is. And that said something about a person, because it changes anybody, not just drivers. I, I don't want to be banging on drivers here. I mean, let me tell you something. When you work for a company, or you are an employer of a company, you have to play by their rules, I mean, or, or you're gone. And... In that regard, Dell Jr. had to play by a lot of people's rules, and he did, did it well, but he didn't let it change who he is, and that is, that's what makes him very unique. I hope that that's what people remember about him. Now, you know, people, you're going to have some haters that will say, you know, well, they're just, his, his popularity still stems from his dad. I will argue that point against that point all day long. I would say that, listen, that might have been the case at the beginning. But over time, you have to earn your spot to stay. And Dale earned his spot, both on the track, winning all the races that he won, the two Daytona 500s, and also off the track, he's earned uh, a special kind of respect, I think, from people. With his final season flying by, Junior admits that it hasn't been easy. It's, it's certainly different to have an end point, you know, to have an, a time and a, and a date out there that you know is coming and for years and years you just never knew when you were gonna retire yeah I still feel like I um, you know I have to allow myself to to get competitive and and um, I want to go out there and, and do well in all the practices and all the races and I want to uh, <clears throat> I want our team to have success so there's not as much probably you know stopping and smelling the roses as <clears throat> as I would like. I, I guess if we were maybe running a little better, it'd be a little more uh, more of that. But you know, we're just grinding away, trying to get our cars better. Trying to we're working really hard trying to get our performance up, and that that takes a lot of focus. That takes a lot of commitment from everyone, me included. You know, it's uh, it's 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 felt 
a lot similar to all the years before. I maybe don't stress as much, I guess, about not performing as well as I'd like as I had in the past. Certainly let that get to get the best of me before, but um, I won't allow that to happen this year. You know, there's it's it's nice though. I mean, it's uh, you know I've enjoyed the season and uh, I've, it's starting to you know we we turn the corner and we're we're coming down the last straightaway and and going to these racetracks uh, and this year is going to wrap up pretty quickly before you know it. Um, so just trying to enjoy being behind the wheel when you're out there driving and beating your head against the uh, while trying to figure out how to get faster you got you got to remind yourself a little bit too to enjoy it to enjoy uh, you know these last few runs because it is fun it's fun driving the car just the pure enjoyment of racing and driving is always going to be there and and that's going to be there long after I retire and, and I'll miss I'll miss some things about that so I'm just trying to make sure I really really take that in it's the driving part there's a lot of stuff you just try to in. we're still trying to get faster and get better and it's it feels real similar because it takes so much commitment to run well in this series and you can't you know farewell tours aren't quite as uh, uh, graceful as they sound you, know? you can't you can't really kind of skip through a season even if it's your last in early 2017, Junior mused about his retirement year goals, stressing that if he didn't make the playoffs, a big win would suffice, along the lines of Martinsville in 2014. Runner-up no more at Martinsville. Dale Earnhardt Jr. off to or off turn number four for the final time, and he has won here at the Martinsville Speedway, a grandfather clock on its way for Dale Earnhardt Jr. That Martinsville win a couple years ago, we got knocked out of the round before that. Everybody was down, bummed out. We thought we had a great season. We were in the top three in points all year, and it just, you know, we just got bumped out. Had a couple bad races. And uh, we went to Martinsville and won what, for me, is one of my, definitely in my top five uh, as far as wins that I personally appreciate. And we celebrated, and it was the greatest. You know, you'd have never known that we were disappointed uh, about anything. Um, and it was all—all all that disappointment and upset feeling was gone. We won the clock. Uh, we had an awesome day, and it was a big. Uh, we checked a big old box there for me personally, and I think the team felt the same way about it. So. You know, you're going to be disappointed if you don't make the chase. There'll be a big hurt in your heart because you feel like you deserve to be in that group. Um, you feel like you're good enough, you feel like the team's good enough, and when you don't make it, I've been there before, it's, it, it doesn't feel good. And uh, But if you can win a race during that time when those other guys are trying to win that championship, um, it's a bit of a statement, I think, for anybody that's not in that chase. So it's a great feeling. Maybe a better feeling to do that than to win any of the regular season races. We can win, we can win any race before the end of the season. Just to go back to Victor Lane and know that, know that feeling one more time before it's over with, that would be awesome. Since 2001, many have questioned what Dale Earnhardt Sr. would think of Junior's accomplishments. For Dale Sr.'s former PR rep and current junior business partner, J.R. Rhodes, 
the answer is a no-brainer. You'd be proud of him for so many, so many things, including driving a race car. I think driving a race car would be probably two or three on his list of proud moments. Um, as a, as a person, he's incredible. He's he does so many caring and kind things, not only for his family, but the close close friends and even people he doesn't know. He gives. The, chair, the, the tr- trade he got from his dad was doing things for others, but don't really blow your own horn doing it. He'd be very proud of the activities he's done with that. As a driver, he'd be proud of him because Dale Jr. is respected as a race car driver. You know you're going to race him fair. He's going to race you fair. He, he, if he has an issue with you, he comes right out and tells you he has an issue with you. He handles himself very respectfully. And the truth of the matter, as a, as a race car driver, he is probably the f- biggest supporter of his fans. Not that fans support him, but he supports his fans. And I think he was the first one to call the Junior Nation and the first one to thank all the fans for being all that stuff. So he'd be proud of them for all that. He'd be proud of Kelly as well for the two of them teaming up as a, as a, as a group and building this big facility and running a race team that's very successful. They've won championships. So he'd be proud, proud of all that. MRN's Winston Kelly. I think his dad would be very proud of him, of what he's accomplished. And I don't think anybody can be measured by you know, Kyle Petty can't be measured by being Richard Petty's son and, and his, that standard any more than Dale Jr. can from Dale Sr. But I think he would look at it like Dale Jr. does. In Dale Jr.'s mind, he's exceeded Dale Jr.'s expectations. So I think from that standpoint, he'd be very proud of him. And I think he'd be equally proud, if not more so, of the man he is more so than what he's done on the racetrack. When the checkers fly at Homestead, Junior's journey begins a new chapter as the retiring superstar straps on a mic and moves from the garage to the tower and on the air as co-anchor and motorsports analyst for NBC. When I was deciding to retire, I really didn't know what my future looked like. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to make money and and, uh, what that all looked like what opportunities would, would be there for me. We did partner up with an agency that um, will produce some, some interesting opportunities. So that's going to be, I'm a little nervous about that, but also excited. I'll be going in out of my comfort zone. You know, it's been real easy to drive a race car and hang out in the garage because I know all these people and I'm comfortable there, but I'm going to have to get out of that that area and go places I've never been before and do things with folks that I've never done before uh, and try to, uh, you know, broaden my horizons a little bit. So I'm a little nervous to do something new, Um, but hopefully it all goes pretty smooth and I don't stumble out of the gate too much. Um, But I, as I get closer to, and as I get closer to the end of the season and, and then what comes next is it starts to get clearer as, as um, what I'm going to be doing and it gets more comfortable and uh, I'm starting to learn that I'm not going to be put in any compromising situations I don't have to do anything that I don't feel comfortable with and uh, as we you know as we accept and decline different opportunities um, we're going to have ultimate control over what we get ourselves into. So it's starting, the anxiety is coming down a little bit, and uh, the excitement levels rising a little bit as, the, uh, as it gets a little more clear as to what I'm going to be doing. Because when you make such a big change in your life, there's a lot of unknowns, and you're a little nervous and scared at first, but all that's starting to kind of clear up as we get closer and closer to the next year.
According to Larry McReynolds, it's a great fit. Yeah, it's probably more what I think he's going to do than what I'd like to see him do. There is no question, no different than, than Jeff Gordon, no different than Tony Stewart. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be heavily involved in NASCAR. He's, it's not like he's just going to walk away and we're not going to see him anymore. And we're going to wonder, wonder, wonder what Dale Earnhardt Jr. is up to. Obviously, he has Junior Motorsports, the very successful today four-team operation Xfinity Series, a championship-winning organization. He's still going to race some. He's, I, I, I found it so strange at his retirement announcement halfway through. He said, oh, by the way, Next year and in 2019, I'm going to run a couple Xfinity Series races. I've never seen anybody do that at their retirement announcement. And I'll be honest, uh, I'm not convinced that when the checkered flag waves at Homestead, that that's the last time that we'll see Dale Earnhardt Jr. in a Cup Series car. I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. still enjoys racing. I just think after 18 years, he's over the, the wicked humdrum nonstop schedule to run the full season. I think that's what after 18 years that he's, he's I, I, I'm over that. I don't want to do that no more. He just keeps leaving that door open a little bit that I'm just retiring as a full-time cup driver. He even said at Sonoma, if someone needed me for relief and I felt like it was a good situation for me and obviously sponsors didn't have an issue, I'd be flattered and honored to sit in for someone uh, if they needed a, someone to drive their car for a few races. He knows what it's like to, to be out of a car and some looking for someone that you want in that race car that you know is going to do a good job and represent you in that team well. Uh, they were fortunate enough last year to have Jeff Gordon and Alex Bowman to be able to do that. But honestly, I, I do see him going in a broadcast booth. And you know what? Until I saw him do uh, the broadcast for our Fox group, one of the Xfinity Series races last year, I would have never really believed that he would have done as good a job as, as I watched him do. And then when I saw him go in the booth for NBC at a couple of races last year, I think Talladega and Martinsville, it's like this guy is good. He explains stuff. He keeps it on a simple level, which is what we need to do, especially for our casual fans. So I still see him with his hand in the NASCAR cookie jar in many ways. Uh, as an owner, I do see him becoming part of a broadcast team. Uh, and I'm not convinced that, that he's going to climb out of that, that car at Homestead in November and never, ever climb back in a cup car again. As life-changing plans mounted in the fall, Junior announced yet another novel alteration to the fledgling Earnhardt family. Wife Amy was expecting a baby girl. Yeah, we've known since uh, September, and it's just been so, or actually since August, I guess. Um, oh, man, it's just uh, been really hard to keep that in and, and not share, wanting to share with family. And, and, and obviously, uh, you know, this is our family, all the folks here in this room. A lot of you guys are very close to me and um, mean a lot to me, all the people in the in the garage. I mean, I just couldn't wait to to tell everybody and and you know we have uh, a lot of checkups and and we're you know we're we're very thankful and looking forward to the whole process of watching and and being involved and I mean I'm 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 just trying to be as supportive as I can to Amy um, making sure she feels well and and is comfortable and I'm just trying to soak in all the experiences of going to the doctor and listening to the heartbeat and all those little things that you do 
Uh, they're incredible. You know, it's just so, uh, I guess the thing that, you know, hits me is I've watched all my friends, a lot of them, uh, have kids. My sister have kids. And I was happy uh, for that, for those milestones in their lives, but I had no under, I had no idea what that really meant. And, and as we start, you know, as we found out and we're going through these little moments through the pregnancy, it's just hitting home how impactful this, you know, that child has been in all the lives of my friends and family. I just really didn't understand or appreciate, I guess, how incredible that moment must have been for them and how their lives completely changed and I saw it from a completely different point of view when I wasn't experiencing it myself so um, I look at my friends completely different I look at my sister completely different you know knowing what I know now and what I'm learning as I go and I know that there's more to to be exposed to and more enlightening and more more eye-opening experiences that'll make me not only appreciate what me and Amy are we have, but what my friends and family and folks that I'm very close to have and what they've experienced, because I, I thought I knew, you know, childbirth is exciting, it's awesome to have children, and everybody says it changes your life, and everybody says the greatest thing ever, you just don't know until you really go through it, and I certainly have a, a new, I see, I look, you know, my buddy, uh, one of my friends, Sean Brawley, when he had his son a couple years ago, and he posts pictures of the boy all the time, in our little text message, we have a bunch of friends in there, and I I look at it completely different. I was like, you know, I don't I understand he's excited, and I can't, but I can't really like I can't really understand that emotion having not gone through it, and ha his pride in his son, and and just the little things they do, the first the many firsts that they have, and I get it now. I mean, I I'm, I understand where that pride comes from, where that excitement comes from, where that wanting to share those moments comes from and, and I, I I hate that I didn't appreciate it as much but you just don't till you know you know till you go through it so that's something that's really eye-opening um, but I'm thrilled to you know I'm thrilled to be in this position in my life uh, I know that Amy's uh, changed my life a lot and 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 I imagine this baby's gonna have the same impact and just can't wait to meet her I'm just thrilled to meet her um, and it's just taken forever. We hope you enjoyed Motor Racing Network's tribute to NASCAR's most popular driver. As we looked back on his life and accomplishments, Junior's journey has been epic. As the story continues into the next era for Junior, those who admire him can rest easy in the knowledge that Dale Earnhardt Jr. and racing are synonymous. And we expect to see him around the track for a long, long time to come. Until we meet again, I'm Susie Armstrong. Junior's Journey is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Junior's Journey is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing.
From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak.